You've tuned in to a podcast with Pastor O. Enjoy this message. I really uh, was uh, saw some writings by John G. Lake that really inspired and stirred me. And so I want to talk a little bit about those writings and then delve into and tag along to uh, what we've already been talking about. Um, but tonight I want to specifically talk about um, sickness and disease. What is sickness? Where does it come from? Why does it attack the body? Um, let's turn to our first scripture in Romans chapter five and verse 12, Romans chapter five and verse 12 says this, wherefore, as by one man, sin entered the world and notice this and death by sin. And so death passed unto all men for that all have sinned. Now, uh, in Genesis, the Bible says when God spoke to Adam, he said this, he said, um, ye shall not eat of the fruit which is of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the day you eat it, you shall surely die. Now, what was that? That wasn't physical death. Why do we know that? We know that because he didn't physically die, but he spiritually died. Uh, he died on the inside. His spirit died. Spirit man uh, took on the nature of sin. And then notice what it says. And for by that, Notice sin entered into the world. So if you want to know where does evil come from, where does darkness come from, where did the curse come from? Uh, we read in uh, Galatians chapter three and verse number 13, uh, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Well, you might say, well, where, where, where did the curse originate? It originated right here at this act. The reason why this act was so monumental was because God gave Adam and Eve dominion. They had authority over the earth. They had rulership over the earth. So by them sinning, it wasn't them just them just sinning. It caused sin to enter into the world and then death by sin. And then so this death passed unto all men. For all have sinned. So the Bible talks about how we were born, uh, born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Uh, one, one writer in the scripture talks about, uh, so death passed on every other person that was born of the seed of Adam. So this is where sickness came from. I want to read this statement uh, by F.F. Bosworth that I thought was so powerful. He said this, the scripture declares in Romans 5, 12, that by one man sin entered the world and death by sin. Here it is plainly stated that death entered the world through sin. Therefore, it is clear that disease, which is incipient death, entered the world by sin. Now, uh, we don't use that word incipient a lot, but I looked it up in the dictionary and it means this, beginning to exist or appear in an initial stage. So really disease was the beginning or the beginning of existence or the beginning appearance 
of it's the initial stage of death. Sickness, all sickness is leading to death. That's what it's leading to. The enemy is trying to break down the body. Any type of sickness and disease, if it is not cured, if it is not uh, mended, if it is not making whole, it will progress. It is, it is, it is destructive in nature. And so this came as a result of sin. This came as a result of Adam's sin. So here's the thing. This passed on to all men. So you might say, well, that means if sickness come to my body, there's nothing I can do about it. But thank God for Jesus. And this is why we're studying this uh, subject and this topic, because everyone seemingly deals with some type of sickness or disease or some ailment in some part of their life. Uh, some symptoms may try to come on your body. Um, some attacks may try to come on your body. What do you have the ability to do with that disease? Thank God for Jesus and the sacrifice he made, because now in Galatians 3.13, when you got saved, you didn't just get delivered from your sin. He redeemed you from the curse. Oh, Lord. Notice what this says. Christ has redeemed us from the curse. It didn't just say he redeemed us from sin. The curse means everything that's not a blessing. The curse is anything that's negative, anything that's opposite of a blessing. So anything in your life that is not a blessing, notice this, Christ has redeemed you from it. And he being made a curse for us, for his written curses, every man that hangeth on the tree. Jesus took that curse. He took sickness and disease upon his own spirit and redeemed us from every work of the enemy. So notice this in Jesus's ministry. It says this in Acts chapter 10, verse 38. It says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. So notice God anointed Jesus and his ministry was to do good and healing. Notice this. He went about doing good. The anointing was to produce good and it was to produce healing in all that were oppressed of the devil. Notice this, for God was with him. So if God is the author of sickness and disease, then why would God anoint Jesus with a burden removing yoke destroying power to eradicate it wherever he went? That lets you know it's not of God. Sickness doesn't come from God. God doesn't have any to give you. He's not using it to teach you a lesson. Sickness is a result of sin. That sin came from Adam. That sin leads to death. And so sickness is a progression into the curse of the law and eventually leading us to death. I, I heard one minister say this, when Adam physically died, he was 900 and something years old. And a, 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 a minister said this, and, and, and it, it makes sense of what he was saying. We don't have anything to refute it. He said he really believed it took Satan 900 and something years to figure out how to kill Adam. It, it took him that long to figure out how do you put to death uh, this thing that was supposed to be eternal. Even though we now have frailty, we see people dying, we've seen people getting sick, we see people getting old. Do you know that's the curse? When you see us uh, starting to age and starting to wrinkle and to start uh, become crippled and, and people uh, not having vision and, and, and bowed over and, and in wheelchairs. And you might say, we think that's, we call that getting old. And really that's the effect 
effects of sin. That is what sin is doing to the, to our body. Isn't that amazing? Because when God, everything that God made, the Bible says was good. Everything that God made was good. Everything that God made was good. Even when you read in Genesis, every place in Genesis chapter one, it said every, what God, what God made, it said, and he saw it and it was good. Everything that God made was good. Then you go read in the new Testament and the, the scripture tells us everything that God made was good and nothing to be refused. That means God can only give life. He can only give that which is good. The scripture goes on to say every good and perfect gift comes from the father of light from whom there is no variables, no shadow of turning. He doesn't have any evil to put on you. He doesn't have any evil to teach you with. He does everything that God is, is good. Uh, 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 Oral Roberts began to say this phrase in his ministry. He said, God is a good God. You know, we even sing that song in Pentecostal circles. God is a good God. Yes, he is. So if he is good, why are we experiencing bad? It's the result of sin. It is the curse. But thank God, Christ has redeemed us from every cursed thing. Lack is a curse. Poverty is a curse. Insufficiency is a curse. Uh, losing your mind is a curse. Depression is a curse. Oppression is a curse. Sickness and disease, it's a curse. Guess what? Christ has redeemed us from it. But if we don't exercise our authority to keep the curse off of us, we'll end up dealing with something that Christ has already removed from us. So let me keep going tonight. We got a lot to cover tonight. In Jesus's earthly ministry, John G. Lake said this, in healing all, he never refusing one in healing all, never refusing one, he demonstrated forever the willingness of God to heal all. He healed because it was the nature of God to heal. Now, I want to talk about God's nature because healing is not something that God just does every once in a while. We're going to talk about tonight healing is his nature. It is the nature of God to heal. So again, as, as uh, John G. Lake said, in healing all, he never refused one. So when some people say, well, healing, you know, it's not for everybody. That's a lie. It's a lie of the enemy. I've heard some people say, well, you know, God, you know, if you don't get healed on this side, you'll get healed on the other side. Guess what? It's always God's will to heal. Always, 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 always. It's his nature. It's who he is. So let's 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 look at his nature. Exodus chapter 15 and verse 26. And he said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of, thy, of the Lord thy God and will do all which that is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments. This says, I will put none. And that is really translated. I will not permit or will not allow any of the diseases upon thee, which are brought or allowed upon the Egyptians. Notice this. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now, when I went to study this and was reading this and, and, and kind of meditating on what John G. Lake said about healing is the nature of God. It's the nature of God. So when Jesus went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, he did it because it was his nature. His divine nature was kicking in. His compassion. The Bible says there were certain times where Jesus would look out on the crown and he was moved with compassion. Why? Because the nature of God is to heal, to restore, to rafa. That word means to make complete, to make whole as we've talked about, right? So think about this. 
in all of the names of God that 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 the Israelites begin to see another facet of God. They begin to name him certain things, just like Abraham. When he went, um, when the Lord told him to sacrifice Isaac uh, and the Lord prov provided a ram in the thicket and Abraham called that place uh, Jehovah Jireh for the Lord has provided. Now, notice this in this. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Jehovah Rapha is where is what that word healeth is. And we know Jehovah is translated for the Lord, Lord, the word Lord. The children of Israel did not call him Jehovah Rapha. Oh, God. He called himself Jehovah Rapha. Now, you might say, well, why, why is that different? That's different because he is explaining who he is. A name reveals the character and nature of a person. God does not just have a name just to have a name. So he doesn't just name himself just to name himself. He said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. So God called himself healer. And he came in this in this passage of scripture in the covenant with them. Notice what he said. He said, if you hearken and do diligently to the voice of the Lord thy God to do that which is right in his sight and to give ear to his commandments. So notice this. He was making an agreement with them. You do what's right. You do what you're supposed to do. You obey the commandments of the Lord and then I'm going to do something. So that's covenant. Now, notice this now. This wasn't just covenant with a people. This was covenant of who he was. Oh God. So he was revealing himself as I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord that healeth thee. He didn't just say, I'm on just heal the children of Israel. He said, Anybody that will hearken to the voice of the Lord their God and would do which is right in my sight and give ear to them commandments, I will be Rapha to them. Ooh, my good God tonight, y'all, y'all. So this is what this is what uh, John G. Lake said. I thought it was so good. The covenants of God are as unchangeable and eternal as Himself. The covenant of divine healing stands today as steadfast and irrevocable as the day it was made by the eternal immutable God at the waters of Mara. This is what John T. Lake said. Now, remember, this came as a result in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. They, the children of Israel had come to a place called Mara and there was water there, but it was bitter. And the Lord gave instructions to Moses to throw a, a, a tree limb in the water and it became sweet. And that was the place where he revealed himself as Rapha. And they begin to call him Rapha after that. He's the Lord that healeth, maketh whole, maketh complete, restoreth. He is the God of Rapha. This is where he revealed himself at that place. And notice again, let's read this again, what John G. Lake said. Powerful statement now. The covenants of God are as unchangeable and eternal as himself. So he said, if you obey, you do what's right in my sight and you give ear to my commandments. He said, I will not suffer or allow any disease to come upon you. Lord have mercy. Won't allow it. I won't allow it. Won't suffer. Won't permit it. So you might say, well, what happens when we disobey the word of God? 
Thank God for the blood of Jesus. We can come under that blood even when we miss it. And he's faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. So when we come in as the righteousness of God, we come in under the protection and the safety of Rapha. Lord have mercy. We don't just come under the protection of the God of, or the Lord or our Savior or our Redeemer of sin. He's also the Lord that makes us whole, complete, and, 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 and mended and healed. Notice this. He said this. It's the covenant of divine healing stands today as steadfast and irrevocable as the day it was made by the eternal immutable God at the waters of Marah. So what does that mean? Um, the Bible uh, talks about the Old Testament and the New Testament. And some people uh, say, well, we're in the New Testament. We're under the New Covenant. So we don't need to think about the Old Testament. The Bible talks about the Old Testament was types and shadows. But the Old Testament revealed, it, it, it kind of showed who God was. He began to reveal himself because even Moses, he said, who do I tell people that, that you are? He said, I am that I am. What, what, what did that mean? I am whatever you need me to be. I am all that you could ever want me to be. Whatever you need me to be, I am that. And so we start seeing that and we start seeing the demonstration as we get over into the new covenant, as we become sons and daughters of God, we have a divine right. We have a divine inheritance. Now we can part, not only just see who he is from the old covenant, we are now partakers, the Bible said, of his divine nature. That's a part of being saved. That's a part of the new covenant. I don't just see him as being healer. I now as a son of God can partake of what he who he is. I become a partaker of his nature. I take on the nature of health. I take on the nature of provision. Everything that disconnected me from him, which was sin, the curse of the law, when I became born again and redeemed and washed by the blood, I now depart and disconnected from the nature of sin. That sin that and death that passed on all men from the sin of Adam is removed from me and I'm now connected to the nature of God. So now I read in the Old Testament that his nature is to heal. So now as a son of God, I if, if it's his nature, then I take on his nature of health. Glory be to God. This is how you can tell sickness and disease. No, you have no right to this body. Why? Because I take on the nature of Rapha. Rapha is my father, the God, the Lord, Jehovah, that healeth. He is Lord. He is the Lord of health. Notice what it said. I love this. I love this. We, we're not going to get to all that I want to talk about tonight. Y'all know so much, but I want to, I want to stop here. It says this, notice this. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. Notice he didn't just say I was God. Notice he didn't just say I was, I was, I was, I was. he said, Lord, Lord means ruler, master, owner, overarching, to have dominion, to lord over something is to rule, to reign over something. Uh, you lord over your house. You own your house. You own your domain. Notice he said, I am the lord of that healing. I am the Lord Rapha. I am the Lord, the, the one that has the authority, the one that has the dominion and the power. He rules and he reigns over what? Health. 
completeness, wholeness. Now, if we are his children and he said no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly, then that means we have access to who he is. Just like you have access to him and he's Lord over your righteousness. The Bible said Jesus became sin and was made unto us the righteousness of God in Christ. So if we believe that he's the Lord of our righteousness, he's the Lord that has made us right, then we also have to believe he is the Lord of our healing. He's the Lord of our health. He's the Lord Rapha. Now let's keep going tonight. Lord have mercy. Y'all, I, 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 woo, I, I, I get so excited. John G. Lake made this statement. He said, has Jehovah Rapha, the eternal covenant God changed? So you've got to ask yourself, has God changed concerning healing? Jehovah Rapha, he, he, he announced himself in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, that he is the eternal Lord of health. So John G. Lake said this, has the eternal covenant God changed? Now let's, let's, let's answer that question. The word of God tells us Psalms 89 and 34. He said, my covenant will I not break. Lord have mercy. I feel like taking off running tonight, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. If God has ever made covenant with us, saying who he is, uh, giving us his nature, he can't change. His covenant will he not break, nor will he ever alter the thing that has gone forth out of his lips. So notice what David said in Psalms 103. We're running out of time. Psalms 103 and 2. David said this, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not all that he's done. Forget not all that he's provided. Forget not all that he's made available. Forget not all that he has set before us. So forget not all his benefits. Notice what he said in verse 3. This is David. Psalms 103 and 3. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Notice again, we see this again. A uh, 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 deliverance and 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 rescuing from sin, and also rescuing from sickness and disease in the same verse. He said, "Who forgiveth all thine iniquities and who healeth all thy diseases?" If you believe that He forgave all your iniquity, then you have to believe He's able to heal all your disease. Notice He didn't say some, He didn't say a few, He didn't say the ones that were easy. He said all. If you do believe that all of your sins were forgiven, then you must believe that all of your diseases were healed. If you don't, then guess what? You are denying he is who he said he is. Because guess what David said? Forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. What the enemy wants us to do is, is take some of the benefits and, and leave off others. No, I'm getting all of the benefits that come to me as being a child of God. Uh, uh, I wasn't going to turn here tonight, but I, I want to read this. Y'all, we getting in here tonight because guess what? I'm building your faith that that you can receive whatever the word says. I'm of the persuasion. You can receive whatever the word said is yours. You don't have to suffer at, 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 at a piece of the goodness of God. Some of the goodness of God, some of the benefits of God. Some. Of, no, no, no. I'm getting all of his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. Do you know why David said don't forget all? He said don't forget all because you have a right to all. Y'all, I'm about to run in here. The reason why 
forget not all is because you have a right to all the benefits of God. And so David, he said this, I will not forget. I will not allow circumstances, situations, the enemy problems to cause me to forget that I have a benefit in him. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I am blessed coming in and going out. He said in Exodus, he would bless their bread. He would bless their water. He would take sickness away from the midst of them. He would bless them in the city and the field coming in and going out. So David said, wait a minute. Now I can't forget all his benefits when my life don't look like it's going where it should be going. He said, I can't forget. I've got a benefit in him. I've got a right to all that heaven has provided. David said, forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. You got to wake up in the morning and forget not all his benefits. Protection is a benefit of yours. Provision is a benefit. Healing is a benefit. Victory is a benefit. Soundness of mind is a benefit. Peace is a benefit. Come on. These are benefits as being a child of God. I I'm going to read this. Lord, I'm running out of time. y'all. Jesus, have mercy. I don't know if Y'all, I'm getting excited. Romans chapter 8 and verse number uh, verse number 14. Romans 8, 14. It says, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are, they are the sons of God. We are the sons of God. Now let's read to verse 15. It says, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are what? The children of God. Who's the children of God? Those that have been born again. All humanity and all mankind are not the children of God. Notice it said the ones that have received the spirit of adoption. We cry, Abba Father. We, the ones that have been redeemed, that have accepted Christ as our Savior, we take on the spirit of adoption. Notice this. The spirit itself himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Verse 17, Romans 8, 17. And if children, Lord, I'm going to close right here. And if children, then heirs. If you are an heir of God, this is what the scripture said, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, we may also be glorified together. If you are an heir of someone, that means there is something to inherit. Glory be to God. Is that not right? If there is nothing to inherit, then you are not an heir. There's nothing. There's nothing left to you. When you say you're an heir of someone, that means what they have is rightfully passed down to you. You are in line to receive what is of them. So if David said in Psalms 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. It's the benefits of being an heir of God, a child of God. There's an inheritance for us to receive. So what is one of our inheritances? What is one of our benefits? We receive from the God, our father, Rapha. We as his children receive divine health.